Welcome to the Radio Bible Course. We're continuing our study, a book of Galatians, and we're happy that you joined us. I want to begin our program today by reading a letter from one of our listeners. I want to tell you how much I enjoy your morning program on this radio station. I listen to it, or at least part of it, while driving to work. It is a blessing to me, and to others, I am sure. Your teaching is Christ-centered and Bible-centered, and is the true Word of God. Please send me your booklet on grace. I have been caught up too much in my life of being good and earning my way to God's good graces, not realizing grace is freely given, earned by Jesus, and given to me. We are always grateful for letters such as this, and we'd like to hear from you if you have questions about the Bible or you'd like to tell what the Word of God has done for you. Please write. And now we're reading from Galatians chapter 3, verse 10 through 13. Paul writes, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and do them. Now, it is evident that no man is justified before God by the law, for he who through faith is righteous shall live. But the law does not rest on faith, for he who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 12 tells us here that the law does not rest on faith. I'm reminded of the man who said when I was discussing how a Christian ought to live by grace and not by law, he told me, but I have faith that God wants me to live by his Old Testament law. Now, God can't contradict himself. You cannot have faith that God wants you to live by the law when God has said you should not live by the law. You should live by his New Testament standard of grace. Now, most people misunderstand this. This is such a new concept and somehow it has escaped them, even though they have read, they say they have read the New Testament, they think that not living by law means that you are free to break all the commandments in the Old Testament. Well, it has nothing to do with that. The law is a principle of living under God. God changed the principle of living when he gave us a new standard, which is much higher, he gave us a new commandment, which is to love one another as Christ loved us. And that new commandment supersedes all the commandments of the Old Testament and fulfills them. Did you know that when you live by grace and walk by faith, living a life of love, you are fulfilling everything that the Old Testament law could have asked you to do. The Bible teaches that, and we'll be getting into that more and more as we go through the book of Galatians. Well, I think we need to ask, 
If the law does not rest on faith, and that's what verse 12 tells us, it says, but the law does not rest on faith, what does it rest on? It rests on deeds and performance. You see, the law was a merit system based on works. But Christ brought grace and truth, which Paul frequently points out, as he does in Romans chapter eleven six. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. He also writes this in Romans chapter 4, verse 16. That is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed. You see, the law rested on works. And Paul points that out in Romans chapter 10 and verse 5. He said, For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith speaks this way. Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or, Who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? And here Paul is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 30. What does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we are preaching. Did you know that the people of Israel had the word from God, and God wanted them to believe it? And he said, you don't have to say, who will go up into heaven to bring the word of God down to us, or who will cross the sea and bring the word of God to our hearing? You have the word. It tells us that in Deuteronomy 30. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. They had heard it. They had memorized it. They knew it. They needed no more instruction from God. What they needed to do was to believe what they already had. And that's what Paul is bringing out here. And then he follows this up by saying, if you will confess the word in your mouth. That's the way it reads literally in the Greek that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The word, you see, was already in the hearts of these Romans. There were people in that church in Rome who had not believed, but they had the word. And Paul here is emphasizing, you don't need more of the word. You need to believe the word you have. And I suppose that's a problem with most people in our churches. There is a faith that rests in God completely and does no work to be accepted by him. That's biblical faith. God has revealed it, and he wants men to believe him for the gift of righteousness. If we believe for righteousness, then we obviously would not work for righteousness. Are you working to be declared righteous by God? Well, if you are, you aren't believing and God has a message for you. It's stop working and start believing. I like to think that the road to heaven has a sign. 
at the beginning of it, as you enter that highway to heaven, it says, stop work, start believing. If you don't, you can't progress on that road. A man must either believe or work, but he can't do both. The two are not compatible. Believing and working are contrastive means of obtaining righteousness. But God has revealed that he designed faith as the way to get righteousness. And his word also denounces works as a way to get it. Now, there are stubborn people, and they're proud also, who insist that they will believe and also work for righteousness. Well, I've met many of them, and you probably have too. Now, what's wrong with that approach? What's wrong with saying you have faith and also working to be righteous in God's sight? Well, if one believes, he gets complete righteousness on the basis of faith. God gives it to him. He declares him righteous forever and imputes the complete righteousness of Christ to him. And what we have by faith, then, and we do have it by faith because God has promised it, then we don't need to work for it. If I am working for righteousness, I must not be trusting God for it. Faith and grace, you see, are not really New Testament concepts. Many people think that Old Testament were saved by some other means, mostly by law, but that's not the case. Grace and faith are in the Old Testament. God has only one way of saving people. Abraham and David didn't work for righteousness. They believed God. Therefore, salvation must be by grace through faith. And, of course, the scriptures declare this to be the case. Now we come to verse 13 where Paul writes, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. It would be too bad if we read verse 10 and didn't read on any farther on the page. It says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Well, obviously, everyone is under the curse of the law for not perfectly keeping the law. Most people aren't even trying to keep all of the laws. Some people say they are trying to live by the Ten Commandments, but I notice I never find anyone saying, I live by the Ten Commandments. They instead say, I try to live by the Ten Commandments. Well, friends, that won't cut it. God didn't put this business on the basis of you doing your best, and then that would be good enough. God is righteous and holy, and his standard is righteous and holy and just. He's not going to compromise or water down his law in order to allow men to get in. Well, he would be compromising his character. His law says that the soul that sins must die, and if you don't keep the law, all of it, perfectly, you are a sinner, you come under the curse of the law, and you must die. 
Well, that's the bad news in verse 10. But verse 13 is the good news. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. How? He became a curse for us. Now, becoming a curse doesn't simply mean that God has declared someone curse and that's the end of it. Being cursed means the judgment of God will fall upon you. Now, the judgment of God that should have fallen on me because I had sinned instead fell on Christ when he was hanging on that cross. He died in my place. That's how he redeemed me. And because he paid my sin debt and took my judgment, I don't face a judgment for sin. And that's what Jesus promised in John 5.24. He said, those who believe in him will not come into judgment, but have passed from death into life. Now, that is really good news. See, God only demands one judgment for sin, and he got it. That's what the law demanded, and Jesus gave it to them. He gave up his life and paid our sin debt. You can learn more about what Jesus did and how you can get eternal life by reading our free booklet entitled Heaven's Password. It explains what the Bible means by believe, how you can believe, and what you ought to believe. Write to the Radio Bible Course or ask for Heaven's Password. It's free. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means Good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.